Welcome back to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour Podcast. Rough one today. It's Monday, the day after the Chargers just got absolutely dog-walked by the Seattle Seahawks. And a lot of stuff to digest, talk about, vent about this football team. So we'll get into all that, but thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Colin Appel and Miles Raruka here. We are your co-hosts. How are you doing, man? How are you doing after that just god-awful performance yesterday? I mean, I'm alive, so... Yeah, that that's um, good. Physically, I'm here. Mentally, I am thinking about off-season moves. But other than that, I'm doing all right. Physically, I'm drinking. Physically, I'm also drinking. So, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, funny you ask. Because more of the same. I got the I got my little white claws with me today. And before you give me too much shit, I just want to say that. My girlfriend keeps picking these up, so as long as she keeps buying them, I'm going to keep drinking them. So I haven't actually been to the store to get beer myself in over a week, I think. So selection-wise, it's just it's it's what's coming in right now. So you just got to take them and Roll down with them. the punches, baby. I love to hear it. Um, so me, myself, I know you're awfully excited about this. I sent you a snap earlier today. Um I honestly wasn't going to bust them out tonight, but, you know, I had kind of a big weekend of drinking, so I'm just kind of, I'm still in recovery phase right now, but you know what, after that despicable loss yesterday, I want to forget as many days as possible, so this whole six rack might be gone tonight, but I am drinking the Samuel Adams Oktoberfest, and right here on camera, first sip review, I just cracked it, so I have not had a drink yet, I took a smell um smell test i don't know it's it's might be i don't know i'm just gonna get i'm just gonna get, get the sip over with and we'll see oh wow first ever sip all right you say honestly, honestly when i smelled it i was like this doesn't really feel like it's for me but i can see myself down in six of these it's not bad um oh yeah i don't really maybe. know and when you do when you do, it's dude, I'll just say they hit they hit a little harder than your than your light beers that you're used to uh drinking. They're not like insanely heavy on the alk content, but I can just tell you. one of these I love one Sam of Adam, these that I'm gonna be beer. bloatedsville USA, but that's all right. It's a it's a great uh it's a great beer to order. Like on, at a sports bar, if you're out having a meal, watching a game, uh, it's good at a stadium. If a stadium has it and, and sells it, walk around the the ballpark or the the, the stadium, whatever wherever you're at, the arena, and sip on a on a Sam Adams. They're just they're tasty. I don't know, man. I I, I like them. I I had the variety pack, and all of them were good. You have to have to try the. Uh, Boston yeah, Lager. I, That's they're all there. they're all at the store. They're that. staple. So I'm gonna have to go back because yeah, I would 
rate this in the high sevens, probably. It's a great beer just after two sips. So, yeah, I love it, man. Especially this time I of mean, year. I mean, the name That's is Oktoberfest. Great beer to, so. to go to. Yeah, I like it. So, yes, sir. But, you know, with that, let's, all right, man, let's well, move on to the tough part about this podcast, the part that I've been dreading. But let's talk all. Yeah. And uh, I'm almost like dreading talking about it, bringing it up. But Chargers, it's so funny, man. This has just been already through what? What are we through? Six seven, weeks now. Four and three, seven weeks. Seven weeks. So through seven weeks of this 2022 football season, it has been a roller coaster of a ride. We've seen the good, we've seen the bad, we've even seen the ugly. And I think today, honestly, Monday the 24th is just as ugly as yesterday, considering all the, the big injury news that, I mean, we knew the guys went down yesterday, but we didn't know the severity of the different injuries. And, you know, now that tests have been ran and questions have been asked, now we know kind of where those injuries stand and and they're big ones man they're they're some more just huge blows to this team who's already like teetering on the brink of just absolutely imploding with injuries i mean we'll get into them here in a second but uh, but just from the top i mean mike williams high ankle sprain going to be out i think at least probably 4 to 6 weeks high ankle sprains are absolutely nasty we've been talking about how tricky and stubborn hamstring injuries are high ankle sprain might be worse (laughs) i've had a high ankle sprain before not great but high is definitely the worst degree of them yeah for sure and you can't put weight on it for probably two weeks 10 days at least um well i mean everyone's different but and the severity of it kind of matters too but just a nasty injury to, to come down with and an injury that already just, I mean, this offense is already so crippled and now you take away Mike Williams. Dude, so even tough even loss worse, there. And then obviously the other, even big, worse though, what's up is my fantasy yeah. team has Mike Williams. So that might be even worse than the chargers. losing right now. not actually, but, Fuck your fantasy no, fuck, team. I know. Trust me. I would rather have the. Char- I would. I would trade going zero and sixteen and doing the worst punishment in the world for a Chargers playoff berth at this point. So, yeah. And then what I was gonna say the other the other big injury that I think we we're, we're all aware of at this point is losing J.C. Jackson for the entire year. I mean, oof, that hurts, man. That is just one of those gut punches similar to the you know when they announced Rashawn Slater being out for yeah. the year um it's just uh it's the hardest one to swallow you know, so then going back um, off that JC Jackson injury I was just scrolling through Twitter today you know that's let's see what is it well he dislocated his kneecap and then what what's the other tendon that he ruptured the oh I can't remember what it was but you guys know what it is um the teller, the teller tendon Patella tendon, ruptures Patella tendon. It sounds like that yeah. that's one of those entries that's could be almost career ending. You know, like that's 
very significant. We obviously saw him yesterday. I don't know. I haven't. But. Yeah, I haven't looked in. I mean, I know that I was reading some stuff on Twitter, and, like, it's it's also another really tricky injury. I mean, I've seen – I was reading some stuff that, like, on, on the fastest cases, it can be, like, six weeks as far as, like, a timetable back, but that would be, like, you know, a rare case. I mean, they're, they're usually longer than that and season-ending, so I haven't really seen anything about, like, career damage-wise, but – Man, just uh, talk about talk about hype from the off season. You know, J.C. Jackson was one of the biggest signings that we made in the off season, and just never really got off the ground. I mean, as soon as we get him, camp starts, and he has a great camp. He's he's shining in the right moments and getting all of us excited, and then he goes down with the ankle injury that had been bugging him for a while okay that's fine let's get it fixed let's get you back as soon as we can uh we saw him back for his first game which was week two in kansas city which he definitely rushed back for i mean definitely rushed back to to be a part of that game didn't play terrible got burned on, on a player too but Never really was able to find it in the weeks following. I think he missed the Jacksonville game as well. So I'd already missed a couple games and had some pretty not great performances. And now you lose him for the year, which is just, I mean, it's it sucks. I think at this point, having JC kind of be a shell of himself but trying to get over this ankle injury it's not as big of a blow as it would have been if he had been healthy balling out the clear cb1 playing at an all pro level you know i th- i think this hurts more now uh for the depth of that defensive back group I-, I think michael davis will play just as well if not better than jc had been playing so from that standpoint it's it's not a huge loss, but where it hurts is if we lose another corner in the next couple of weeks, yeah. you know, that next man up is really going to take a a punch in the gut. Yeah. So going back on JC, I found the tweet that I was thinking of. It's from this doctor named Jesse Morse, who seems to be a very credible source um, when it comes to, yeah, I've seen, I think that might've been who I was reading on Twitter. It sounded like it was an injury that was preventable, like something that might've flared up before the play even happened. And then that's just kind of when it happened, um, basically just stated that it's going to be really hard to return from and it could threaten his career. So, you know, there's a chance that we might see a shell of JC Jackson come next year as well. And that's just something that really sucks for him, man. Really just couldn't catch a break. You know, we we had high hopes for him. You know, I think it all it all really started with the ankle. I, I think if nothing would have happened with the ankle and then if he doesn't go out and play 100% of the snaps against Kansas City, like he could have definitely returned to his form in New England, but just never really got – he definitely got his opportunities too, but, you know, you just got to question how much the ankle was really bothering him. And now obviously out for the season, who knows, maybe longer. Really sucks to see that, man. I know it's impossible to to answer, but I always wonder with 
lingering injuries like that, I always wonder how much that plays into the new injury, if that makes sense. So, like, had his ankle been 100%, didn't have to worry about it, didn't have to think about it, favor it maybe. I don't know. Like, we don't know if he's been doing that. At least can't tell from from the broadcast. But how much of that, how much of that goes into being in a position where – you get hurt again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, 100%. Um, like, it's it's impossible to answer, but you can't help but think, at least I can't help but think, hey, maybe had he been good on his ankle, he hasn't find himself in that same position. Or maybe it's just one of those injuries that, hey, it was going to happen no matter what. Yeah. And that's probably, it's, I mean, really what I it mean, is. yeah, it, it definitely, the ankle could be playing into it. The ankle definitely could speak a lot for his performance to start the year um but you know what next man up mentality is what you got to have it's mike davis time mike davis season he's looked pretty decent in the reps that he has taken especially last week against denver um let's see what he can do good old trusty mike davis um you know we're not gonna rely on dudes like trayvon campbell anymore thank god so yeah yeah no, I mean, next man up mentality, and you know, that's that's kind of been our, our M.O. the last couple of years. But, I mean, it's it's definitely – I mean, that's it's going to have to be true for, for the Chargers to try to make a playoff run at this point. I mean, I still think they're set up to do so, and we'll talk about that here in a sec. But, yeah, next man up is it, – it's just – I mean – Look, every team's going to have that mentality with injuries, next man up, but it just sucks being there constantly. Like, no, no next man up. <laughs> just who we have now is is great. Like, just please stay healthy. And I know that's all wishful thinking. You know, this is football after all, and injuries are inevitable. Um, And, and speaking of another injury, Chris Rumpf, Sprained MCL. Brandon Staley said he will be out weeks. Did not put a number um, by the weeks. Just two to four. plural weeks. So two to four seems to be the timetable for Rumpf right now. Oh, he did. I'm looking at his Twitter page. That, that was from two hours ago. That the plural. Yeah. Unless he unless he put it in the thread here. No, I don't see it. Okay, well, two to four weeks. I mean, I'll just take your word for it. That's still that, – dude, he's – without Joey Bosa and Chris Rumpf now, this defensive line is going to struggle to get pressure. I mean, now you have Van Noy starting off the edge with Mac, and that hurts their linebacker depth i mean that it, it, it just ask more from everyone else you know more from the linebackers more from the um other defense alignment so ah oh, man this team is fucking beaten and battered like it's starting to get to the point it's starting to get obnoxious and to the, to the point where it's giving me shades of 2016 where like fast forward four five six weeks is anyone going to be out there like is it if that's the case like 
I don't, I don't even know. Like, why, don't even throw Justin Herbert out there if he's just going to get hurt because, like, we're on practice squad linemen and practice squad receivers. Like, it's just – it sucks, man. It, injuries fucking suck. And this is the – kind of like the direct repercussions of it. It just – all of the question marks. You know, and you have – you have a football team that's four and three heading into their bye, and all things given, like I think ninety five percent of NFL teams would take a four and three start going into a bye. Like obviously, five and two would have been better. Six and one, like however you want to slice it up, like. But four and three, I mean, but the feeling that around this football team right now is just they can't stop getting hurt and huge question marks coming from coaching staff as well. And I, I don't know, man. I don't know what to make of it. I mean, what the, this is just kind of a vent sesh for me right now. So feel free to, to vent out all your frustrations too, as it is for all of us. I mean, um, you know, Chargers Twitter over the past day or so has just been kind of, you know, it's the SpongeBob meme where everyone's running around and there's like in the brain, there's fires going on. <laughs> There's papers flying everywhere. Like that is Chargers Twitter right now, Charger fans everywhere. So um yeah, I mean just vent out vent out some frustrations to me because I, I know you have some. I just want to state real quick, dude. Our fan base kind of sucks. Dude, there is nobody that's positive on Twitter. <laughs> I tweeted out something last night just along the lines of, hey, you know what, guys? We're three. We're four and three going into the bye. We could be in a lot worse position. I understand how bad it looks right now, but like, give us some hope that we can turn around. And everybody's just like, mm, "Shut the fuck up." We're gonna have a top five pick and all this shit. And I'm just like, dude, just have some hope. I mean, we still have Justin Herbert, who's very, very much affected by these rib injuries. But you know, this is a whole week off for that to only heal up a little bit more. Um. Yeah, we have Justin Herbert at quarterback. <laughs> I was I was gonna go off and say some other stuff. We still have, you know, Derwin James, Khalil Mack. We still have some good pieces out there. Our O line is decently healthy outside of Rashawn Slater, obviously. And Pipkins is gonna have another week of rest to get that knee looking better because Pipkins was off to a great start for the season until that whole MCL injury happened, and then it's really gone south from there, but you know, it's another week of rest. This is a perfect time for the bye week right now. And then we go into, we go into Atlanta. We got the Falcons, um, very winnable game. We have the Niners who are going to be tough, but it's winnable. Um, You know, let's just play it week by week, guys. Everyone's just so depressed and just thinks that we're just going to roll over and just take it up the ass for the rest of the season. When in reality, we're, above 500 things aren't looking great but like there are changes that can still be made you know we've seen Brandon Staley time and time again I think he knows what's good for this football team you know we saw him make the move of benching JC Jackson last week against the Broncos that played out really well for us you know we've seen him I'm just trying I, I was on hops with pop he was he rattled off a few answers like Last year when kicking with Vizcaino wasn't working and we brought in Dustin Hopkins, you know, he he can make moves. But then you have to question, well, what if the move to be made is dealing with Brandon Staley or it's dealing with Lombardi? And I just honestly, 
a lot of people are coming from Joe Lombardi's neck. He 100% probably should not be an OC right now. But, you know, you're working with a quarterback with fractured rib cartilage. Um, you're working with, well, now out your, well, I guess Keenan will be back. So that's going to that's gonna help big time. But, you know, without Mike Williams, you don't have a dude that can run down the field deep with Jalen Guyton now out for the year, you know. But we have pieces and things that can be done. Um, really, I, it's not out of the realm for us to trade for a receiver. And I, I really, especially dude, like a dude like Elijah Moore would – really help us out right now elijah moore kendrick Bourne, dj moore there's a lot of names out there who knows maybe even odell man like it's not out of i was just not even out of the question why like for me like part of it is and i I totally understand where you're coming from when when fans like are being super negative and like they we like fans have every right to be negative like when you go out and have the off season that you had you have set standards, you've set expectations, especially with Brandon Staley at the helm. I mean, that's all he's talked about really since he's been here. It's like, hey, we're going to do things this way. We're going to do it the right way. We have standards that uphold, expectations to meet. We're not the same old chargers. The list goes on, right? So when you go out and you get the guys that you need, because remember the knock on Staley last year, there wasn't there wasn't a knock. The, it, the knock was, he well, he doesn't have his guys yet. He implemented a completely new de- uh, defense with guys that got paid under the Gus Bradley regime and scheme, and I and I get that, like that makes sense. You know, we saw some of those players that he clearly didn't value as high as the previous regime did. They left this year: Kaiser White, um, Nichino Nwosu, um, other guys as well in the past couple seasons that have kind of walked. My thing is. The Chargers, if you're going to be that aggressive and show that you're willing to go all in in the offseason, you have to be willing to do the same thing in That's season. Exactly the point that I was and, going with. So, and yeah, and, and I, I exactly, I'm just kind of hitting home that point is you can't go all in on the offseason and then a couple injuries happen, which they're going to happen. They're good. You don't know who they're going to happen to, but it's a given. Like, when you're going into week one, you know by week six or seven, which we're in week seven now, like it's gone by that quick. You know by the time you get to this point in the season, you're not going to be – I mean, there's going to be guys on you know the second team, third team that are going to be forced into starting roles. Like that's just the NFL. That's how this fucking game shakes out. But you have to be willing to at least at this point, you're seven weeks in, it's not week three – it's not just a couple of guys. Like you have to be serious about going out and getting someone to help this football team. Um, you know, I I just got done watching a fun season uh, of the San Diego Padres. Sorry, Dodger fans, um, but th- like the Padres, like at one point in the season, like the sky was falling. They we didn't. I mean, they didn't know if they were going to make the playoffs. Questions were being asked. Like it was just a complete shit show at a few times throughout the season, and they were able to bring in guys that they needed to bring in, make the moves they needed to make in season and still find a way to, to go on a run, make the playoffs, all that exciting stuff. To me, this chargers team is still a playoff team. And we talked a little bit about the stretch of games coming up, very winnable games. They, 
they just they have to go like they have to show fans that they're just as committed to win in the season or in season um like they are in in the off season so yeah i would be on the phone with odell beckham jr right fucking now <laughs> right fucking now it doesn't ha- i mean he's a free agent it doesn't doesn't cost any picks to go get him go give him an incentive like an incentive uh led deal where it's like hey you know you do this and and get this, this many catches and we get to the super bowl like just like he wasn't that his story last yeah. year he signed like a a deal with the rams and like by them going to the super, super bowl he made like an extra like 500k or something ridiculous like so go give him one of those deals and and just bring him in and give Justin Herbert like something to work with cuz clearly these wide receivers like as much fun as we have hyping these guys up in training camp and and mini camp off season like they just they're practice squad players for a reason let's let's just Let's get that straight. No, yeah, we need to we need to go out. We need to be buyers now. You know, we need that same mentality that happened in the offseason to happen right now. But the one thing about OBJ, just since you brought this up, we needed somebody that will come in and help us out now. You know, he's still recovering from that torn ACL in the Super Bowl. I don't think he's ready to play right away. I don't think he's going to be healthy till mid-November, probably at the earliest. So, that's true because he didn't. He tore it in yeah, February. So yeah, that's that's a true. That's so, a good point. But you could just throw out names. Like we could sit here and go back and forth and throw out names of people that we want. But in reality, I expect to see changes in these next two weeks. You know, whether it's whether it's players, whether it's someone in the office. I think everyone around this organization knows that this season is kind of crumbling before our eyes. And I, like I said, I still want to be the positive fan, but. It's not absurd to say that this has not gone the way that we have wanted it to go. You know, we just got blown out by the Seahawks. We got blown out by the Jaguars. And then we win two pretty sloppy games against the Browns and the Texans. You know, week week one, we looked really good against Oakland. Oakland, shit, Vegas. You know, we that's kind of – that was the team that I was expecting to see out on the field. Like, I think – this unit, even with some people that are going to be out for a significant time, whether that be on the defensive side of the ball or the offensive side of the ball, it's it's we have the talent to be able to still make a run. And, you know, we're sitting in a division that, well, the Chiefs are going to run away with it, let's be honest. But, you know, Broncos, Raiders, we still got to play them again later this season. Two very winnable teams, very winnable games. And then, you know what? All that it takes is a chance. Extra playoff spots started last year. All it takes is a chance, then we can see what happens. But we just need to take it week by week. You know, let's get some players healthy. Let's get them rested up. This is, like I mentioned, this is probably the best time possible for a bye week. I would not even probably watch a football game if they were playing. I still would, but I wouldn't be looking forward to it as much as I have in the past. You know, we just got to – changes are coming. I think that we're self-aware enough – especially with Staley at the helm to know that we need to bring in some people. So I'm, I'm rooting for Elijah Moore personally, but you know, we can give up draft picks all I care. We, we are in win now mode. We have to be. Yeah, no, I, we have to do something and it, it it's just even more annoying, you know, when 
just what was it, an hour ago, um, it was announced that James Robinson is heading to New York on a deal. I don't know who else is involved, but uh, a trade was made. And it's like, oh, the Jets had a an injury that opened up a big hole. They instantly filled it with a player, a quality player, for for not not that much, you know. So it's just frustrating when other teams out there, like the fucking Jets, um, are are making moves, and here we are. I mean, we're four and three, but momentum is momentum is is slipping away from the Chargers, in my opinion. I mean, you know, the the Cleveland game, I thought we played, I thought we we showed stretches of like, oh hey, we're back. This is what our offense should look like. This is what a good Chargers team looks like. And then there were moments that we looked like shit (laughs) to be quite frank. And nothing was really impressive about the win uh, against Denver. I mean, that was about as miserable of a Chargers game that I've, I've watched in recent memory. And that was a win. So um, look, there's two ways you can spin it right now, two ways you can spin it four and three. You can look at it. You can choose to look at it from the glass half full aspect, and that is we're four and three. There are some winnable games coming up on the schedule. Please, God, let Staley and Lombardi and company write the ship. I I think that is maybe just wishful thinking at the moment, but um, that that's one way you could look at it. Okay, and then obviously the other way to look at it is how most of Twitter is looking at it, and that is... The sky is falling. Um, Spanos is going to sell the team and relocate it to Canada, and they're going to be the Canadian something or other, and the, the color scheme is going to be like pink and lime green. Just absolute extinction. Nothing matters anymore. Chargers are toast, right? Like that's one way you can view the season, and I – I'm not ready to to climb onto or to to totally latch onto one of those sides. Yeah, I'm somewhere in the middle, yeah. and I'd, I I would I would lean towards the negative side just because I, I've I my gut instinct tells me that Staley is not the guy, and I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope I'm wrong for Justin Herbert's sake. Like I would hate for him to have to go through another coaching change with a new offense and relearn a new system. Um, that was one of the reasons why we were, we were so excited about him going into this season was the continuity, right? Well, it's his, his first offense that he hasn't had to like relearn since like high school or call, you know, like he's had a new offensive coordinator pretty much every year going back to high school. So but man, the more like the more I'm watching these games and watching this defense and just watching how this team reacts to getting punched in the face, it's it's not it's not good. No, <laughs> like I don't know any other words to, to no, describe it's, it. It's definitely not good. Like we are in a really shitty situation right now. But I am choosing Usually when like a loss like that yesterday happens, I'm one that I'm just like, well, you know what? Fuck it. We'll get him next year. Like clean house, you know, like let's, let's just move on with this. 
what we've showed. We've showed times throughout this season where we can be a really good team. And I just want to hold on to those little moments, those little glimmers of hope that maybe we can turn this around. And we're not going to do that, though, unless some things change in the next two weeks. Like we're not if if we don't make a big if we don't make a big splash signing coming here in the next few weeks, if if, you know, we still have the same old shit, but we're just going to go into the same games doing the same shit that we've been doing the last few weeks, like we're fucked and we might have a top 10 pick in the draft. But, you know, I, I think, like I said, Staley was aware enough to go sign guys like JC Jackson, Khalil Mack, players that he really likes. We saw the Chargers be buyers in the offseason. We just need to see that they are buyers still during the season. And I think that they will prove that to us. So. I hope so, man. The The identity that they're going to have to take on from here on out is just grinder. Grinder's mentality. Grind out each win. The gay the Yes, the homosexual app is what there I'm talking about. No, dude. <laughs> like they're gonna have to grind out every every win is gonna be a battle. Um, like I, this team cannot miss the playoffs. The way that this team is built, the way this roster is structured, it, it would be a total embarrassment to miss the playoffs. And I think people on Twitter that are already like they believe the sky is falling in, like. It's honestly a little surprising, I'll say, just because of how amped everyone was this off season. Like, I know we have injuries and we have a lot of them, but this team it doesn't go from Super Bowl contender within a few weeks to just not even a borderline playoff team. Like, just what people are calling just a trash top ten pick team. Like, I I, I don't believe that. I think. If the Chargers implode this year, and there's a very good chance they could, I think that version looks a little bit more like seven and ten or eight and nine. Which another year missed playoffs, uh, another year that Herbert has to endure all the the memes and the jokes and the knocks on Twitter of "Oh, he's good, but he can't win, and he can't make it to the playoffs." Um, and that to me would just be the biggest joke, like. There's no way this team can miss the playoffs. Like if they do, heads have to roll. They have to. You think, the, but I got like, a question. That's that's just that's just how they set it up. So, in my opinion, like you you don't go out and make those moves and go all in and and, and push all the chips into the middle of the table and then not even make the playoffs. Like I'm sorry, weren't we not just talking about the Buffalo Bills being one of the most injured teams like a couple weeks ago, and where are the bills right now? True. They're like five and one, right? True. Four and two, five and two, some, somewhere in that, in that range. Um, and that's, that's who I, I'm, I'm kind of comparing our season to. I mean, the chiefs, I know they're in the same division. They're our biggest, um, you know, rival opponent. Everyone's looking at us to knock them off, not the, the Broncos or the Raiders, but, I think this version of the chargers is way more comparable to the bills, you know, uh, lots of off season expectations and, and hopes and injuries and, and having to learn how to deal. But the difference in my opinion is the coaching. 
I think that's where what makes the Bills still the Bills and what makes the Chargers kind of a lost team going into the bye Dude, week. And I, so I, I got a question for you, but man, I don't know about you, but I was pretty bought in on Staley for a little bit. Like I, especially after this off season, like I was like, shit, we're going to run the table. Like you got to look at the players he's bringing in the mindset that he has, you know, but at some point you just got to question it. And I don't think it's, I'm not going to get upset about the players that he brought in. I mean, if you look at our offseason acquisitions, you know, Sebastian Joseph Day has been looked really good. Khalil Max looked really good, even though apparently he was washed to quite a few people in the football community. Um, underrated salads, Bryce Callahan's looked good for the most part. Um, a lot of really good underrated signings that he's brought in. But, you know, if, if we miss the playoffs, you think you think Staley's a two-year and done? I honestly – I don't see why he can't be. I'm not going to – I don't agree with the arguments that, oh, it's only year two, so he can't be fired. I think the, that's the type of mentality that the Chargers have trying to have been trying to get away from in the, like within this year, the last – like pretty much since Staley's been here. And Telesco has completely bought into that mentality and that mindset. So I I don't see any reason why – I don't see an excuse as to why he should still be here if they don't make the playoffs. I mean, the only excuse, and again, it's to me, it's kind of a lame excuse and a weak excuse is the continuity of things like having to restart having, but dude, these guys are pros. You know, they, they've, they've played in a lot of systems. Most of them throughout their NFL careers. And some like some of them are, you know, schemes that they've been in before and can probably play pretty good in as well. I mean, I would, I would like to think it's not some players we might see you leave because, you know, they were brought in specifically to fit Staley's scheme. Maybe guys like Bryce Callahan and some other guys, even though I don't know the details of their deals that they signed. If it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, a couple of years, make it just, we're I don't know, but, but yeah, I mean, to answer your question, like, yeah, I think he very well I, could be. And I think I think it would be media-driven, which, I mean, the narrative on Staley, man, if he doesn't make the playoffs, the narrative is going to be, like, the media is already hot on, on him just for his fourth down decisions. Um, honestly, like, <laughs> we've been bamboozled, led astray. Straight up deceived. What are the other Stephen A. Smith yeah. uh, sayings? Bamboozled, deceived, <laughs> led astray. Like, yeah. But, dude. Dude, this is probably the third coach in a row that, like, they've passed the eye test the first season, the first two seasons. And there's something about, like, year two, year three, where they just start to show their true colors. And that is that they aren't an NFL head coach. They're a coordinator. You're a coordinator and you got a head coaching job, which is fine because that's how head coaches are, are found and, and born. But not everyone makes it to a second head coaching gig. Ask Anthony Lynn, ask Mike McCoy, ask Norv fucking Turner. Like everyone gets a gets their first chance, but 
are you a coordinator or are you a coach? Dude. And I think I think we might have just hired another another coordinator to be honest with you. And it, honestly, it fucking annoys me to my core to say that because a year ago, six months ago, I thought for sure Stately was the guy. And I'm not ready to throw in the towel on him just yet, but I think my decision will be made over the next 10 weeks. Coming out of the bye, January 8th, I'll have my answer. Maybe maybe even before then. Dude, yeah, I, I wake up in a cold sweat every single night thinking about Brian Dable in New York right now and what it could look like if Justin Herbert had to do like Brian Dable. I mean... You know, I think it's I'm I'm with you uh, 100%. We're playoffs or bust. You can't go through an offseason where you spend the amount of money that we have and not make the playoffs because of it. And I understand injuries are a big part of that, but then it goes into, okay, well then what's the conditioning staff look like? What's the whole health team? The injuries, yeah. The thing about injuries that take into account when it comes to this season is what I'm getting at. Yeah. And the reason why I don't like the injury excuse, because believe me, I used to use the injury excuse more than anyone else. Like, oh yeah, we suck, but dude, look at you guys. Like, look at all these pieces we're missing, all this stuff, right? You can't use that as an excuse because it's going to happen every single year. Yes, no, I'm, I'm not. I, I mean, other years, I definitely. Yeah, no, no, I, I know you're not saying that. I'm just like talking into the void here, of, like, I know you're 100 right, like. It, it can't just be because of injuries. There has to, like, the fact that this offense right now for the Chargers is just sputtering. Like, I know injuries are a big part of it, but at some point you have to look at the guy running the puppets and being like, what are we doing here? Like, do you do you, do you know what you're doing? Like, is this the most effective way to get this done? Um, because it, it's going to happen next year. There's going to be players next year that go down, so... Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I hate that excuse. It's one of those excuses that as I've grown as a fan throughout the years, just watching and absorbing more football, like I I'm just so sick of the injury excuse, mainly because we've had it forever. Like as a Chargers fan, that's that's been your fandom for the last decade. It's just high hopes, what could have been injuries and missed opportunities. Do you think like are we cursed? No, I don't think we are. I think the city of San Diego has a sports curse. I think if there's one good thing that came from moving to LA, I think it broke whatever regionally specific curse it had in San Diego because I definitely think there's a San Diego sports curse. I think think we're all right but i think we're just in i think honestly and i think most fans would agree like most true diehard charger fans would probably laugh but then like chuckle but then agree with this statement and it would be we're just an incompetent organization like (laughs) incompetent owners um and we you know, not necessarily incompetent man. I think I think Telesco is a good GM. Oh, I, I, like I, I do think he is a I good like GM. Plus. I think he does what he can with what he has, and he yeah, I, I I like Telesco. I have no 
no gripe with him. I think incompetent owners and incompetent coaching staff is kind of just where the Chargers have been for the last really 20 years. And there's been shades and there's been highlights in between and, and high moments and all that stuff, but I don't think they're cursed. I really don't. I just think, and the good thing about the incompetent owner part is I think you can get by with that by getting the right coach in there, you know, cause if you get a, if you get a, if you get a gem of a coach, I'm talking someone that's going to be around for 10, 15 years, like someone that is going to be the staple of that organization and, and continually get more and more and more uh, power and responsibility when it comes to putting together a roster and like an organization, like look at all the, the, uh, I don't know what the right word I'm looking for is here. Uh, Perks. I should say that Bill Belichick gets like everything runs through him. Like Robert Kraft owns the Patriots, but like Bill at the end of the day is like, you know, he, he gets a lot of that um, responsibility of being like a GM coach and just kind of running things exactly how he sees fit. Um, I'm not saying that's what the Chargers should do, but if you can find someone that can come in and be around for 10 years and and like a Mike Tomlin, you get a Mike Tomlin into the, the Chargers, like you can have shitty incompetent owners and still have a really solid run organization. So I think they can ex- escape that and get past that. Um, but I just think they've had incompetent staffs really for the last 15, 20 years, honestly, like since I've been a fan, um, I know you were, you're probably too young to remember like the Marty Schottenheimer days, but I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't think they're cursed, but I just think they need, they're still on a search to find the right, formula when it comes yeah, to staff man i don't know i don't i don't know man i i just there's just so many things that you can question about the organization you know but it's it's sad that we're having this conversation in week seven yet we're four and three like it's one of those things that it, nobody just expected nobody expected us to come out you know and start this year so sluggish you know i thought i thought right now we would be sitting you know five and two, six and one, or, and you look at games, you know, we're one 99 yard pick six away from most likely beating Kansas city in Kansas city. We are, you know, I'm not going to say we're a few plays away from beating Jacksonville or Seattle, but we definitely could have done a lot better in those games, yeah. obviously. Very winnable games that we lost. The other side of the spectrum, we're one field goal away from losing to the Browns. We're probably another field goal away from losing to the Broncos. Like, it's just sports, man, and it sucks. And this team pisses me off more than anything in this world. But you know what, man? It's it's the team that we root for. You know, we're we're stuck, and we're just gonna have to roll with the punches. But I I really think that these like you well you you said ten weeks, but these next. I think these next five are really going to dictate a lot about this team and the coaching and the ownership. And, you know, I hope that we can just find ways, you know, if we can sneak into the playoffs at 
10 and 7, you know, just give us a chance, dude. Let's just I want to watch a playoff game, a Chargers playoff game. It's been since 2018. I want to watch a Chargers playoff game so yeah. bad. But, you know, this this season's just not going how we thought it would and that's just something we're going to have to accept. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, dude, I, I want to watch a playoff game too. It's it's to the point now where, you know, like it just brings you an added level of appreciation and it really makes you like it makes you a kid again when you get to watch your team with the season on the line like for like the highest stakes, like win and you move on, lose you go home. Like those are the games that like bring so much adrenaline and and like a rush of like dopamine and, and like all this stuff where like dude, I just got done watching the Padres playoff run and yeah, they came up short and they lost in, in the championship series. But every win, every time I was able to tune in and watch them on that, like on primetime national TV, the whole country watching because everyone else is either at home watching or like that's that's all that there is, right? So it, it and it does wonders for a fan base. Like I can't tell you how rejuvenated that fan base is because of just a, a a run like that. So it's been awesome to see the Chargers fan base grow over the last couple of seasons being in LA and seeing, you know, Los Angeles, Los Angelinos, Angelinos. Is that yeah, how you that say works. it? We'll um, yeah. Like seeing, seeing people in LA really embrace the team and, and kind of latch onto it has been cool, but like I just know that the second this team goes on, goes on a run and gets in and and wins a game or two in the playoffs, like it's gonna change everything for this team. They're gonna have so much momentum and steam and all that going. And and I think they can get there. I think they can get there this year, which might sound fucking crazy right now as we record this on October twenty fourth, but it's not even November yet. Like, let's for now. Let's just take a deep breath, put the first seven weeks behind us and find a way to get wins with who we have on the field because we're going to be getting some guys back. We do know that. I mean, as banged up as we are this year, thankfully they're not all season enders. Like I think 2016 was a year that was like everyone that went down was like season ending. Like there was no, two to four week, four to six week. It was just like, nope, you're hurt, you're done. Either see you later forever because you're a free agent coming up or we'll see you in training camp. Like you're just not expecting to see you until then. So that was just awful. So we should have a few guys coming back. And yeah, we just, look, man, we got to buckle down and just play smart, solid football. Yeah. Second stringers, third stringers can do that. It's just limiting the self-inflicted wounds, the the turnovers, the 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 penalties, like the dumb shit that makes you want to pull your hair out on game days. Um, and that, to me, like all that is a sign of coaching and discipline. And I think that's that's where I'm at right now. I'm I'm more so. I mean, I think I'm more concerned about the staff and the direction we're headed in with them 
than the actual injuries themselves. Because I think you could argue a good staff can overcome injuries to just about anyone. Like, probably anywhere besides quarterback. Yeah. You still have Justin Herbert as quarterback. You still have Austin fucking Eckler. You just got Keenan Allen back. Yes, you lose Mike Williams, so the offense is kind of, it's like kind of a wash. Like, you wanted to have both of them back. You get one back, you lose the other, whatever. But there's more than enough talent on this offense still with all the injuries. Like, it's it's still an okay offensive line. Like, Jamari Sawyer has saved the season. I think the season would already be over if Jamari Sawyer wasn't a saint handed to us in the draft. Like, it's still a formidable offensive line. I mean, it's not by anywhere the best offensive line, but you can roll out that offensive line on Sundays and get a win and be competitive. And that's just something they haven't done for the last couple of weeks. And that's to me, it's all signs point to the coaching staff. And that's kind of where my uh, focus and attention will be on the rest of the season. Yeah, man, I, 100%. Um, we're just, you know, that receiving core is not great right now outside of Keenan Allen. Um, I didn't think I would say this, but I kind of miss Jalen Guyton right now. You know, we don't have a, we don't have a speed guy whatsoever. That's just kind of one of those things that we definitely have to go out and pick up. But I have I have 100% faith in that offensive line. Um, I have faith in Austin Eckler, obviously. He's been absolutely balling out. But when your running back is uh, second in the league in receptions and is on pace to break the all-time receiving um, for running back receptions record in a season – that's not really a great sign. Love Austin Eckler to death, but if we're dumping it down to him 12 times a game, that's not really what your offense is going to want to do. So, you know, there's a lot of pieces yeah. that are just not fitting together right now. And I expect, I fully expect this staff and the office to, you know, get, get some pieces, put some pieces together and figure something out going forward. You know, I, it's one of those things at least, you know, the whole fan base, I, all the coaches, the office, everyone's self-aware of what the hell's going on and that we are not living up to our full potential. And it's just something that we're going to – it's, it's going to be make or break these next few weeks. So I guess we'll see going forward. Yeah, I uh, I still have the Chargers making the playoffs, man. Like, I, I think you have to. If you don't, that's fine. You, you can, like I said, you can choose the, uh, the glass half-empty – route as far as optimism goes um but like i said i'm I'm still somewhere in the middle man i'm not not giving up on this team by any means um and i'm not you know kidding myself into thinking that they're like everything's fine um i think that those are the words i think got you got some people hopping on your tweet there (laughs) Cause you were the one that tweeted it out and I almost said something on my, my personal account um, and thread, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think it is kind of silly to be like, Oh, we're, we're fine. We're okay. I, I did fix it today um, though. I did fix it today. As I went back and read through it, I was like, okay, that was a strong word, but yeah, like I get why people were quick to respond to that and be like, you know, cause like it, it's frustrating. Everyone's frustrated. We're frustrated. Everybody is like, I get it. Right. Like, um, 
because I had the same, like, I had some mixed reactions to that tweet as well. I'm like, well, are we fine? No, we're not fine. Like, this needs, like, things need to be addressed. We can't just, you know, happy-go-lucky all the way through the, the NFL season and and then just wake up one day, like, week 15, and be like, oh, we missed the playoffs. Like, no, like, there has to be, that. there's still time to right the ship, make some moves, and it's going to take some cojones. It's going to take some fucking balls from old Tommy T., in the front office, but they got to show something like they something to rejuvenize this, this team, this roster, this locker room. Um, I'm not saying it has to be a splash signing, but why the fuck not? Yeah, no, again, I, I'm going to be glass half full guy just cause you know, we got, you know, we have probably, we have the two most, important players on offense and defense still healthy um, in Justin Herbert and Derwin James. Um, so, you know, and I'll take a 75% Justin Herbert over well over half the quarterbacks in the league right now. So, yeah. you know, I'll, I think they have to, they, they got to regroup in this bye week um, I don't know if we'll be getting any, any significant additions coming out of the bye. At least I don't think things are lined up that way at the moment. I think Joey Bosa will still be a few more weeks out of the bye. I think uh, who are who are there some big ones that are missing? Oh, I mean, we'll see on guys like Donald Parham and uh, uh, Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer, yeah, that one. So reinforcements, I think, are on the way um, offensively in in the short term, and I think defensively, there's still. More than more than enough there to to be successful. I think the coaching staff needs to really kind of make some adjustments and, and figure out how to get their guys in the best position possible. But all in all, man, um, four and three heading into the bye week. We don't have to worry about Chargers football this weekend. So go out, live your life, have a great time, let your hair down, uh, just go out and enjoy not getting handed a, an L this weekend. I mean, if you have a college team, I can't help you there, but at least on Sunday, um, it'll be stress-free. So that's something to look yeah, forward to. I guess so, man. That's sad that we're saying that, but you have a point. So, you know, just take this week as a, as a reset, you know, the players are using it. So the fans, we might as well do it too. Right. Might as well just, uh, if you have some sage, walk around the house, burn it, um, you know, if you're in LA and you're somehow listening to this, please like we need some sa- we need to sage the the Chargers practice facility. So just walk around Costa Mesa with with some sage lit, and that, uh, for sure, think good thoughts for the Chargers moving forward. Anything else you want to add? It's just let's we're getting through this together, Bolt Fam. Um, it sucks right now, but and it may suck in a few weeks as well, and it may suck the rest of the season. But try to think that it won't suck, and maybe it just won't. That's all I got. There you go. Sound advice from Miles. Pretty sure Gandhi once said that as well. So put that in a bumper yeah, sticker. That Abe Lincoln said that in his address. So <laughs> there you go. Good stuff, man. Well. Um, I think we've vented all of our frustrations. So 
Let's get out of here. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour, episode number 45. It has been a good event sesh about the Chargers and and where they're currently sitting heading into the bye week. Uh, Seahawks just absolutely dog walked us, but that's okay because we regroup and we get stronger, hopefully, over the bye week. But um, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PowderHourPodLA for all the latest updates about the podcast and about our bolts. And make sure you give us a review. Five stars. Spotify, Apple Podcast, wherever you listen. Thanks, guys, for listening. Bolt up.